Evangelist Yolanda McTeer, and you are tuning in this Sunday, October 25th, 2015, to my radio show, Empowering for All. And can I tell you tonight, empowered, empowering, empowerment is my guest title, what he holds within himself. I'm ecstatic, elated, and overjoyed to have such a power packed, real man on my show. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight, coming on here shortly, I'm not going to keep him holding, is none other than Brendan Dilly. Brendan Dilly is an author, life coach, man speaker, father, trainer, certified with the National Academy of Sports Medicine. Just an awesome, awesome guy. His book, 
which I am ordering tonight as we speak, is titled Still Breathing, The Wisdom and Teachings of a Perfectly Flawed Man. And can I tell you, ladies and gentlemen, when he gives it to you, if you don't want the truth, don't ask him because he's going to do what I love, keep it 100. That was a song I played at the start of my show by one of my favorite R&B artists, Tank. And tonight, we keep it at 100. So if you don't want the truth, you don't like the truth, we won't be mad. But for those who embrace the truth, love the truth, and strive on the truth, this is where you need to be right now. Without further ado, and gentlemen, welcome my guest, Brendan Dilly. Good evening, Brendan. <laughs> hey there, how you doing? I'm doing good, doing good. That was an, that was an amazing intro. I don't know how the heck I'm going to like come through on this, but I'll do my best. <laughs> hey, you got this. You got it. Uh, everybody I <laughs> interviewed, I know you got it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wonderful. Once again, Brendan, thank you so much for taking the time out of your schedule, accepting uh, the invite here to Power and For All. I've been fortunate to be on the air now for two years. I'm excited to add you to my celebrity guest list tonight uh, here yeah, at Power and For All. Thank you for having me. I'm uh, I'm excited to talk to you and kind of dig into some stuff. Yes, let's dig in. So right away, of course, you are an infamous and famous author of the book that you wrote, Still Breathing. Give us a little insight. What inspired you to write the book? Um, actually, it was my own story. A lot of people aren't familiar. You know, I grew up around uh, the self-help and kind of motivational world. Um, you know, my mom is an author and a speaker, and I was introduced to Napoleon Hill, uh, his re- his uh, his writings and his books, you know, Think and Grow Rich, when I was probably like 11 or 12 years old, um, and I started really to, to delve into that world uh, at a very young age, um, but I also was heavily influenced through hip-hop, because I grew up in Northern California um, in the Central Valley and was really inspired by a lot of East Bay music, um, a lot of E-40, and a lot of just local rappers, and and so the hip-hop culture uh, was all about the struggle and all about overcoming and persevering. Um, and it was, I, I loved how authentic and real it was. And Still Breathing, the title, is actually a direct uh, kind of tribute to Tukor and a song that he has. And uh, it was one of my, you know, uh, biggest influencers as a, a young man growing up. And also as, you know, a man, you know, once I actually – was an adult and started making some terrible decisions. Uh, it was his music that helped me kind of persevere through those and push through it. And so when it came time to, you know, I've always sort of been a writer. And when it came time for me to finally put something together, um, I knew there was no way, because my personality and the way I am, um, I'm so off the cuff. I can't help myself. I, I, it's, it's not even, it's not worth it to me to try to be fraudulent or try to tone it down or not curse or not touch on really, you know, raw subject matter, because it's just, it's a part of who I am. And rather than, and especially in this day and age with the information age and technology, the way, everything, the way it is, rather than try to prop up a image of something that, you know, that you all should strive for some kind of BS ideal, I'm gonna do my best not to curse for you, but you know, some kind of BS ideal uh, that really isn't attainable. I just was, I just came at it from a totally different angle, which was no, like that's not practical. It doesn't work that way. You know, I've, I've been at the events and, and seminars with some of the speakers and authors that many people, millions of copies of their books have been sold, and I've seen the way they act behind the stage. I've seen how they actually are. You know, they walk out there onto the stage, they're raw, raw, and they tell you how if you're not this certain type of way, you're not going to be able to achieve greatness and blah, blah, blah. And then they walk backstage, they're fake crying, and literally the first words out of their mouth are, you know, how many books or, you know, audio series do we sell? which is just, to me, it was just appalling. And, and so when I wrote my book, I wanted to do something that was so counterculture and so completely anti-that um, that it sort of just caught everybody off guard and, and, and by surprise. And that's sort of you know, what came out of it was uh, still breathing the wisdom and teachings of a perfectly flawed man. Well, I tell you, you once again, you definitely, and I follow you on Twitter, you definitely came into the manifestation of your calling. Um, 
I know you've heard this before, so I'm, I'm going to add it. It definitely is inspirational and impartation along with a deposit of what people need. Um, now, audience, let me share this with you. Brendan by no means claims to be a psychologist. Uh, he is mentor, he's a one-on-one, one-on-one mentoring coach. And what he does, he gets the outreach of his coaching uh, to his followers and just being an inspiration for people to move on. And I love that you give such a detailed realness about dating. Because in this day and time, and I'm sure you can agree with me, Brendan, dating is a beast. And let yeah. me tell you, I raised I raise my hand to it. No, it's okay. I know I know you lingo. If you curse, trust me, I won't love you less. So I just keep it. I know it's okay. But for me especially, I'm one of those people. A lot of people shy away from the truth. But I'm telling you, I'm that one that says, you know what? I gotta still keep breathing because this is a mess, a real mess. And you ask yourself, what would you tell someone like me if you were uh, mentoring me right now? I'm 46. Uh, I feel I've been blessed. I don't look it. That's a good thing. Um, but you know, being a self-made woman at this season of my life, meeting men seems to be challenge because most of the men that I meet are intimidated. They have a problem with me being self-made. What would you say to someone like myself to kind of weed out these no-nos that come along my path? Honestly, and, you know, you know I'm going to give it to you 100. So, like, I would be less concerned about, about the dudes. Like, you're, you're worried about what they're – that like, you think that they're intimidated by you. Women always make that mistake, man. Men aren't that deep. I'll be honest with you. We're, we're not. There's only two options. Either one, maybe you are dealing with a few legit insecure men, or two, you're identifying yourself so like uh, so so adamantly by your independence that frankly a lot of dudes just don't want to deal with it. You know what I'm saying? Like oh. like you're probably okay. like like a lot of women will go like see women always think that men are attracted to the same things that they are. For example, like with a, when women uh, are are looking for a good man. They're looking for a stable man, right? They're looking for a man with a career and, and goals and and all of that, right? Mm-hmm. We don't look for that. We don't care. I don't care. I will date a barista at Starbucks before I'll date a CEO with a terrible attitude. Like men aren't driven by the same things that women are. The best thing that you could do as a woman to attract a quality man is to maintain your femininity, maintain that softness, that side of you that is very nurturing and loving because that's the part that starts to get lost in today's world. And I don't know if that's through business or through television and media or what, but that's, that's the part where you, you know, I wouldn't be so concerned with whether they're intimidated or otherwise, I would make sure that you, all the things that, that, um, that make you a, a, you know, a beautiful, strong woman, they're not being kind of, uh, over, overridden by your accomplishments and some of the other stuff. Does that make sense? It does. Now, what about if, if I can tell you I do that? You know, I come in as, as a lamb, you know, just being me. Right. A lot of times I don't say anything because, like you said, it really doesn't matter because at the end of the day, it's about right. the woman inside. It's not about the radio show right. host, the author, you know, all the extras. Right. And I've done that in my most recent still-breathing relationship where I said deuces. I did that, and Lord and behold, was like he came in like a knight on a horse. I mean, just overriding me all the time. You know, what's really up with you? You know, telling me everything, what's going on? You know, something. I'm like, oh my gosh, what do you do? You come in like a lamb, you reverse it, and you still get Mister throwing back to the plow. Yeah, I, I don't know. You gotta, you gotta change the way you look at that. You know, like one of the things that my mom pointed out to me is some of the best advice she ever gave me when I, I had a couple of uh, close calls, right? Like the, the same thing what you just had, like a close call where you thought you had something that was going to be bigger right. than it actually turned out to be, right? And yeah. I, I did the same thing. I was kind of bemoaning the experience and was like, man, why, why can't I this, that, and the other? And the reality was, my mom told me. She's like, was this person better than the last one? I was like, well, yeah. Was th- was that person b- better than the one before that? I was like, well, yeah. She's like, so that's progress, right? I said, yeah. She goes, okay. Well, when you're lost at sea and you're in the middle of that ocean, start bitching because you see a, a piece of a palm tree float by and it's not an island. No, you're going to be like, oh, my God, a palm tree. Like, that's got to mean there's land near me. So what, what that is is a sign of land. 
if you're starting to attract better men to you, like not every relationship's meant to be forever. But if you're starting to, if you're progressively attracting better and better men to you and you're having better and better experiences, just enjoy that for what it was, which is a good experience that didn't have the legs to go the distance. And that's okay. That makes sense. Okay. That, you're, a lot of men and women, they, 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 they start putting like really crazy expectations on relationships way too early. Like you don't, you don't get to forever by, by focusing on are we going to be together in 60 years. You get to forever by taking care of today. And when it doesn't work out, you can't. Don't spend too much time yourself up or, you know, it, some shit just doesn't work. It just is not going to work. And it doesn't make the other person a bad person. Maybe they got their own stuff that they got to grow through. But the bottom line is if it was a better experience than the previous ones you've had, then that's just, that's just a sign of land. Just keep going. Okay. Okay. I like that. Definitely. And I de- definitely think, uh, but what would you say to a woman who may be listening? Let's look at a little bit. What would you say, Brendan, to a woman who's listening to say, well, you know, I'm kind of similar like you, Lander, but no, he was worse than my last. What would you tell her? Um, I think that you got to be real honest with yourself about how you got into the situation. You know, that's one thing I really try to direct people back to, um, you know, because it's it's so – the problem right now is that of America is going to val- validate your victimness, right? Because it's popular right now to be a victim in America. It's it's really mm-hmm. cool. No one can say shit about it. Like me calls some, calls you out. It's a, I'm going to get attacked. It happens all the time. I, not that I care. But the reality is, like, you know, if you attracted somebody who was a total disaster and and, and you didn't catch that early on and you continue to engage him, because most of the time, you know, everybody always wants to say, oh. I, he hit it so well. Bullshit. Like most of the time people are going to throw up the red flags, but you were so – most of the time were so desperate and lonely that you were like, oh, I could change that or I could overlook that. And then those red flags ended up being huge and grew into something much larger. So the, the, the step one is to be honest with yourself. How did I end up in a situation with somebody that's way worse than my previous partner? Did I take adequate time to be alone? Did I, did I um, not uh, you know, honor my own uh, kind, of, kind of set of uh, – uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Basically, like, you know, when you have your expectations for somebody, and, and there's a lot of people that will compromise their values to be in a relationship. And that's the other thing you got to be careful about is, did I compromise my values so that I could experience a relationship? And if, if the answer is yes, you're not a victim, and you got exactly what you knew you were getting into. And so that's, that's part of it, is to be real honest with yourself. And the, and the lesson is, don't compromise your values. If, you know, I'll give you a small example. I'm a dog person. And mm-hmm. I tried to, I tried to marry a woman that didn't really like animals. Well, that was a stupid decision because it sounds small on the outside, but the reality is pets are a big deal. If you're a, if you're an animal person, you're an animal person. It's a big part of your life. You enjoy them in your household. You have them around, you know, around you constantly. And if you try to date somebody or marry somebody that's completely anti-dog or cat, pretty much setting yourself up for disaster. Like I don't have anybody to blame but me in that situation. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what else happened after that. I compromised a value that was important to me, which is being a pet owner, to try to de- date somebody, which is idiotic. And so that's like okay. a small example, but the reality, you know what I mean? So the reality is yeah. if you've got certain values, if you, want, if you like to go out dancing every Saturday night and the man tells you, I don't like to dance at all and I don't like my woman going out dancing, that's the end of the relationship. Just be done with it. Well, hang on for six more months and then be pissed off he doesn't let you go dancing. <laughs> And you know what? You're absolutely, once again, keeping it 100 because I myself, that last association, he instantly, I love dogs. I want to learn a little shit to do. I had one many years ago. She died. And instantly, mm-hmm. the first couple of days, he says, oh, no, I'm not doing dogs. I don't like dogs. So I was like, oh. But like you That's said, it. I kind of overlooked it. it because I had been in the isolation period. I hadn't been yep. dating. And I thought, oh, well, you know, it's okay. No, it wasn't okay. You just shut it down right there. You say, oh, that's, oh, that's too bad. And he says, yeah, you know, whatever. And then he goes about it. And the next time he asks you out, you say, I'm good, man. We, we got different values. No, thank you. And you just keep it moving. See, you can't really I – I tell all my clients this and anybody who reads my book. I can't guarantee you I'm going to help you find love. Okay, that's not what I do because love is super right. fickle. What I, but if you listen, if you listen to what I tell you, I can guarantee you you won't date any more idiots. That's the only thing I can tell you. It's like I can't promise love, but I can promise you I'll at least be available to it because you won't be tied up in a relationship with some disaster. And that's yeah. all you can really that's, ask for. <laughs> you're absolutely right because we live in, like you said, such a you know I, my terminology I use is an open world. Right now, yep. you really don't know you know what you're walking into and who you're 
you know, meet it. You have to go with the flow. And a lot of times it won't work out. It doesn't make you a bad person. It's just that person wasn't for you. Now, right. what advice do you give to men and women because of the world is so busy? Everybody's working, everybody's doing this, everybody's doing that. We don't have the old phenomenon, and I'm sure you can remember this, Brendan, where we could go out, you know, to an event, opera, play, theater, a nice jazz club, and actually meet people. A lot of people are turning to the dating site. And that's actually oh. why I'm at the last association on the dating site. And I was like... Right. That's my first time. I was a guru. I'm, I'm old and I'm, I'm antique. I was like, I'm not going on there. I don't know if this is going to work. And since it didn't work, I'm like, you know. <laughs> I mean, are yeah, I mean, successful now? I mean, <laughs> I've been I've been with my girlfriend over a year now. I met her on a dating site. I haven't told a lot of people okay. this, this story. It's going into my next book. but So last year, um. I was giving advice on Twitter. People were asking me about how to pick up women and, you know, men and women, how to engage on, on these dating websites. Right. And uh-huh. one of, one of them that's really easy for me to use to pick up girls and get phone numbers from and, and screenshot. And I would crop it out the you know, the person's name and picture. So I could just show how the, the conversations would go was on Tinder. Uh-huh. I wasn't using Tinder for the, 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 you know, the reason that it was meant was to, which was to go out on dates. I was just using it strictly to try to get numbers and then showing how to pick up women and then showing people like, yeah, this is how I do it. Right. And I actually, and then I actually happened to be on there. I was out of town. uh, And my girlfriend had been pressured by one of her friends who was like, "Yo, you need to get out and start dating more to download the app that morning. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going through Tinder and I just, and I don't know if you, what you know about Tinder, but basically you swipe right. If you're interested in somebody, you swipe left. If you're not, well, because of the purpose of this exercise and what I was doing, I wasn't even looking at my phone. I'm just swiping right on every single person because all I was trying to do was start conversations. Like I didn't care yeah. what people looked like. I, I didn't care what the profiles were because I wasn't actually going on dates. Well, lo and behold, I happened to swipe right on someone who actually had read my profile and swiped right, and you know, the rest is history. I mean we, we hit it off. Um, it was crazy. Uh, I got. I actually have screenshots of the conversation. I'll put those out eventually. But they're. It's pretty funny. Like, you know, it's the same thing I did with every other. You know, just for practice. But this woman was different. There was a few things that jumped out at me right away. And we've been together over a year. Um, you know, ever since, and we've been you know happy and everything else. But I think that dating websites can work. I think it's no different than the bar. It's no different than going to the grocery store. Um, I've had success pretty much everywhere as far as like engaging people. A uh, part of mm-hmm. it is. I think part of dating is, is having less expectations of what you're doing going into it. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I just started practicing making friends with people because that's ultimately the bedrock of any quality relationship anyway. It's a really legit friendship, right? Like if you have a man that you meet that, that is, is of like mind and he loves animals and all this stuff and you met him at a dog park, I'm not saying you're going to be together forever, but you're probably going to have a hell of a lot more fun learning about that person and dating him than some random Joe that you met you know what I'm saying? Like in a bar or whatever. Right. So it just, I think I, I try to tell people just keep yourself in, in the areas of interest that you like so that when you do run into someone or you meet somebody, you already have that commonality. You have that, that sort of, okay, we've got this thing we love together, whether it's at the gym or at the theater, like you were mentioning, or maybe at, you know, uh, at something musical or a concert. Um, I think that's the, I don't think that there's any magic recipe for how, where to meet somebody. There's, there are so many great people walking all around, and, and it's so funny because of the, our cell phones and everything else. It's like put your phone in your pocket, look up, and smile, and walk your happy ass around the block, and I guarantee you you're going to run into some people. Like people notice your vibe, notice you smiling, noticing you being present. Like right now I think in the world today we got a problem with presence. Nobody's, they're all on their phones. They're all on their Facebook. They're doing God knows what. They're on their laptops. No one is present, so they're like – I can't meet a good dude. And then the, you look up at Starbucks and it's like seven tables with single people all on dating sites and none of them are talking to each other. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. I see that a lot too. I'm going in to grab a cappuccino and I'm like, you know, like you said, look up. I mean, cause there's people, yep. uh, wonderful people out there, but because like you said, they're preoccupied, you miss people, you know, and people yep. are like, well, you look preoccupied and, I'm sure gentlemen think that are women and vice versa. They're like, well, I would walk over and say hello, but they look like they're really into what they're doing. Well, I'm going to tell women, this is a tip for women. Here's a tip for women. Men that are actually going to approach. Okay, if you're looking for an old school man's man, 
Men like that don't approach unless they can usually make eye contact beforehand. I know for me it was that way. Like if I see a woman and she's on her cell phone and she's completely immersed, even if I think she's beautiful and there's something I think we could talk about, I'm not going to say anything because I'm like, that's, she's, she's completely preoccupied. This is going to go sideways. Now, if you look mm-hmm. up and, and I got eye contact or a half smile or even just acknowledgement that I'm there, I might open my mouth and say something. So good men, like quality men like that, especially for the women listening, just keep the phone in your pocket. Look, on that, look at it while you're in the car or whatever. When you get out, be more present in your own life, and you'll be surprised who you might meet. Yes, I agree with you 100% on that. And, ladies, for, for those tuned in, listening, um, very key, very key. And also, too, um, accepting if it doesn't work out. And like you said, going into it, a lot of times women get very vulnerable where the first time that they talk to somebody, oh, my God, that's my husband. No, it's not. You know, just relax. Go with the flow. Um, and they be just a great friend, you know, and, and keep it moving. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean initially this is your husband because you've gone out on two dates or you had two phone conversations. Um, That's you really right. don't know this man. Um, but jumping over <laughs> to the next mm-hmm. topic uh, I wanted you to discuss with the audience tonight, let's jump on the men. You know, we've been on the women for a little bit. Let's jump on the men. What would you say, and by no means am, am I, you know, racist because I'm a mixed child, but I will say mm-hmm. this in honesty because we live in a real world right now. Uh, Afro-American men are suffering right now on the dating arena. A lot of women have begun to frown against them because we hear it, I hear it, uh, other women bring it to me. There's no stability there. There's no chivalry there. It seems to be all gone. But women now are stepping outside of the ethnicity of dating their own race because of that reason. Um, what would you say to the men who are still in that arena of men saying, hey, you know, Brendan, I'm over here. I, I'm a good guy. How come nobody's going to look at me? They really see me and they see us for American. Like, I, you know, I'm not talking to you. What would you say to right. men to break the mold? Because everybody, of course, is not like that. That's just a percentage uh, of those and Lord help the souls. But for those who are still with it, still want a good woman, you know, want to be married and in a relationship, what would you say to them to break that ice? Honestly, I see, this is one thing. This is one thing you're gonna learn about. This is the one thing you learn about me, and and this is it pisses a lot of people off, but this is the truth because this is who I am. All right, I give almost zero energy to that kind of shit. Like I don't mm-hmm. concern myself with color or uh, with with sexuality or any of that shit. Like it doesn't matter to me. Uh, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. to me what like like I shouldn't even be on this radio program if I was if I was to literally have bought into whatever the preconceived notions of a of a man with three kids from two different women who wasn't married and was broke, you know, like I shouldn't be here right now, right? Like it had I bought mm-hmm. into any of that nonsense, we wouldn't be having this conversation and there's a lot of people whose lives wouldn't have changed. So for me, I think if you're a good dude, I don't care what color you are. Just keep being mm-hmm. yourself. Keep being a good dude. And if some woman tries to like put you in a box, man I tell that bitch kick rocks, like real talk. Like I wouldn't even say that would not even slow me down. I'd be like, oh, okay, it's like that. So because of my color, you're not gonna date me. I'd be like, all right, peace. Like good luck, good luck to you. Like I wouldn't even. No, there's not even another word. Like I don't have the, the conversation's over at that point. So right. uh, that's just my, my opinion. I think as soon as I, I run into that type of ignorance, you're done right there. Like the conversation's done. Sweat it, not you. The, my message to those men and anybody else who's being prejudged like that, keep it moving, man. There's going to be somebody quality who will appreciate you regardless of what color you are, what, what ethnicity or what uh, socioeconomic background you come from. But don't even sweat that. Don't personalize it. Other people's ignorance and hatred is not your issue. That's, like, that's theirs. Just leave that with them. Let them just destroy themselves. Yeah, good. Very, very good. You'd be surprised. I get a lot of, you know, direct messages. You know, having an empowerment show and things like that and, and men reaching out and saying, hey, you know, I'm having a hard time. And I'm like you. I'm amazed because I'm like, you know, I don't see color. I'm like, really? Why would you stereotype right. anybody? But because once right. again, people now in society are so unified on following instead of being confident with who they are. Um, and it's also because, part of that issue. It goes back to what I was saying is, it's this victim mentality. It's like, so, so what you've got is a bunch of women who picked bad men who happened to be one particular color and then started spouting off and decided to say, okay, 
men of this color are this issue. Like, that's just stupid. You know what I mean? That That's like saying mm-hmm. some ignorant – you just can't do that. It doesn't work that way. Like, for every good dude you could tear apart that way, you could do the same thing to women going the opposite direction. I mean, imagine if every good man, someone like myself, who's a, a good father, who's loyal, was was that jaded – by the women that, like, took his kids from him, like me. I went through a divorce. Women that went after him for child support. Like, but men tend to not let – men don't like to be victims, so they don't do that as much. But women, man, like, that's, that's one of the things that I try to break as fast as possible. You're not a victim of your choices. Those are your choices. Own it. I love it. Love it. Very positive and true, true uh, inspiration there, advice people need to listen to because I think people – end up growing old alone because of those preconceived notions of what they took on. I think, like you said, TV, all this, uh, what you call it, reality shows, women have gotten to that concept, oh, I'm going to marry a man who's rich and, you know, be taken care of and, you know, downplay men or you don't have any money. All of that, you know, it becomes really, really a negative aspect in dating. They have this preconceived notion, he's not rich, I'm not talking to him. Well, he might be a great guy working at IBM, so why would you not talk to him? Right. You know, you're, you're missing out. So yep. humans will have to come to grips with reality and get out of fantasy on that note. Um, well, yeah. So what, is, into, what's what I was just going to say to close on that is it's, the options are going to be really clear with most men and women. Like those, the, the only person you're hindering with that thought is you. Like that's not affecting – like that good black man that, that you just blew off because of his color – He's not going to not get a girlfriend or a wife now because you blew him off. All he's going to do is find someone who wasn't ignorant. So the only person who ends up still single is you. So, like, that's the main thing is, like, when you start to develop that type of a belief system, the only person you're imprisoning is yourself. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Now, Brendan, tell us, for those uh, who, of course, all my shows are aired, you know, after uh, I do my interviews, consistently they can be heard. For those who come on and listen and say, hey, you know, Brendan's really great. I want to follow him, find out more about him. Tell the audience how they can find you on social media and where they can find you. Uh, the best place to reach me is going to be on Twitter. Uh, and my handle is at hublife, H-U-B-L-I-F-E, real simple. Um, you can catch me on Twitter, at hublife. Uh, that's where I'm probably the most active. Um, if you want more of my expanded writing, um, I do put a lot of stuff up on Instagram, and that is uh, Brendan underscore Dilly, my whole name, Brendan underscore Dilly, and that's on Instagram. I got a Facebook like fan page, but I don't really – it's not, not quite as active as the other two, um, just because I'm not really a fan of Facebook in general. Uh, but Twitter and, and uh, Instagram are probably going to be the best places to reach me. And then, obviously, you can find my book on Amazon as well. Wonderful. Now, I want to shed a little bit of course. You talked about your children. Uh, I can tell they're very dear to your heart. How many children do you have? Three, correct? Yeah, I do have three, yes. Two daughters and a son. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. So how do they feel uh, knowing that dad is this ultimate, you know, mentor, coach, and people are always reaching out, and my dad's being an inspiration and giving people some good insight for life. How do they feel about that? Uh, well, my daughters are 10 and 8. I can tell you it, it's affected them significantly. Um, my oldest is actually in the middle of writing her first book. She's 10, and she's she actually was just uh, sending me pictures of it. It's really cute. You know, she's telling it's like a It's a storybook about um, – some, you know, like a 10 year old girl or 11 year old girl and about elementary school and stuff. But, uh, it's been interesting because they saw me go from being completely destitute and being like a cautionary tale. And then they saw me get back up on my feet. And now like they're, you know, cause they, they live in a small town with their mother. And so, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of the, the, the kids that they go to school with, their parents have my book. And so it's interesting because my daughter's it changed their perception of things and what's possible because they saw me do this and they saw me go from nothing to something. They see the celebrities and stuff that I interact with, the radio shows that I, I'll do or, or the features in magazines and stuff. And um, it's just been, it's nice. It's something that my mom did for me when I was a kid. Cause I saw my mom go from, you know, single mother with no college education to multimillionaire uh, as a teenager. And that changes your, your brain. Like that changes the way you perceive things because you, you realize when, you know, when they say anything's possible, that's like, that's not just hot air. That's like real. And mm-hmm. I did that for my mom. And hopefully that's been the same experience my daughters are having, which is, you know, seeing their dad do the same thing and basically being able to say, Hey, like anything is possible. My dad is now 
all over the place, you know? Wonderful, wonderful. Such such a great, 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 great uh, deposit and inspiration for, the, for your daughter. So awesome. congratulations to her. I'll start doing her writing and keeping the legacy in the family. I love it. At a young age. <laughs> never too, you're never too young to start. So that's always a no. thing. <laughs> now, for those who might say, hey, you know what? I was riding down the street today and I saw Brendan Dilly. What? would they say that they saw you in? Where's home, Brendan? Oh, actually, I'm out in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, and I'm actually doing this interview. I, it's so beautiful out today. I'm walking around uh, Midtown in downtown Phoenix right now and and uh, chit-chatting with you. So, yeah, I'm, I'm out here in Arizona. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Very, very hot climate. You're not short on mm. heat out there. Everybody knows what <laughs> Arizona can change. <laughs> yep. Yes, I love it. I love it. So do share with us before I let you go. Uh, what can we expect in the future? I know you're, once again, doing radio shows, like you said, magazines. What can we expect? Uh, what's going on with Dylan? Any insights that you can share with us? Any upcoming new things? Um, well, I'm going to, I'm still writing, obviously. I'm going to, I'll be putting together a follow-up book to Still Breathing, um, which will be volume two. Uh, and that's something I'm working on. I'm not rushing it. It's, you know, I'm, I'm very proud of the first installment. And, you know, I think that the, the traditional path for most authors is when you get a book come out and it's a hit, you immediately try to churn out a second one as fast as possible. I, for one, don't really agree with that because usually the follow-up sucks. Um, so I'm taking a little bit more time on that. I'm not rushing anything. I'm kind of – I just I, I don't want to put anything out and put my name on anything that I 100% am not proud of and, and can get behind and feel like I'm offering a lot of value to people. So right now I am still writing. Um, I'm just extremely picky. And the other things I'm kind of working on, I'm starting to look at – possibly dabbling into television a little bit um and and going that route and it's something i'm sort of i got a few little few little things uh i'm working on right now we'll see if they pan out well wonderful and i wish you so much success and i know you'll do great at whatever you put your hands to uh greatness to shine favor in your life and i wish you all the blessings that life could offer now uh, thank you Yes. Also, too, one last thing I want you to share with us. You are into this personal trainer, the good life, the eating, the eat right, stay tone, stay in shape. What advice would you give to the audience for those who are saying, you know what, Brendan, I just can't get it right. What is the first thing that they need to stop doing to get on the road to recovery of a healthy and good body? Um, I think the main thing is to not try to do too much too soon. Uh, Most people will – realize that they're out of shape and then they'll try to attack that goal um, and change like seven different habits all at once. And then they fail miserably. It's almost everyone's story. Um, pick something mm-hmm. small. Um, if I was going to tell anybody to research, you know, there's a couple things you could research things that I believe in things that I, I've, I myself have done things I've had other clients do. Um, you can look into a term called intermittent fasting. Um, something I very much stand behind. I believe in it. Um, and I've seen in the results have been incredible. Uh, but you could start there and, and start tweaking kind of not necessarily your quote-unquote diet, but maybe like your eating schedule, when you're eating, what you're eating. Um, don't don't over uh, overthink what you're eating quite yet. Um, just start to make note of it. But it, I would Google that. Get into kind of research and educate yourself on the term intermittent fasting. And then the second thing is get on a, a you know a bodybuilding website, uh, possibly like a bodybuilding.com. Um, they've got tons of free work, workouts that you can download just to try, like very basic beginner stuff. If you're not comfortable going to a gym yet, just start out with the intermittent fasting and then also uh, start walking, start being more active, physically moving around, being upright, doing things, staying on your feet as much as possible. But those are the two things I would start to research yourself, see if it's something that's appropriate for your life, and then you know, if you choose to apply them, you know, hopefully you get some great results. Wonderful, wonderful. Now, what would you say, especially to women, because you know as well as I know, it has become a phenomenon, the liposuction world. <laughs> what would you say to women who say, oh, you know what, Brandon, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it for about a week, but I need to go give you some life out. What advice would you uh, give to women? Because you hear the stories, and I know you've seen the results, and get the lipo, and before you know it, there's no change. It's, you know, it's a, it's a temporary fix. Um. Man, I, you know what? Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not really here to judge anybody's means or, or approach to how what's going to make them feel better. Just whatever you choose to do, do it for the right reasons. Um, and the only other thing I will say in regards to plastic surgery, 
there's no shortcuts in life. Whether you have lipo or not, you know, lipo is not going to fix what's going on with your arteries. So there's no shortcuts to anywhere you're going. Um, you know, do the work, whether it's in fitness or finance or love, do the work. You know, don't don't walk outside and expect to meet the man of your dreams when you're still a disaster. Don't, you know, go to your crappy job and wonder why you don't got a million dollars when you don't even offer a million dollars worth of value to anybody. Uh, you know, th- these are like, same thing with fitness. It's like you don't go to the gym two days and then wonder why you didn't drop 20 pounds or 30 pounds. It's like you got to do the work, you know, and everything – Everything they're going to sell you, and this is not just me, you know, because I'm very much honest and I'm just trying to throw, like, the hard truths at people. But the rest Mm -hmm. of the world is going to overwhelm you with, like, shortcuts, all right? Like, that's the big thing because they know know you will buy the bullshit shortcuts. They're trying to sell that so hard to you. There isn't a shortcut. There is not. There's not a shortcut to the top. There's not a shortcut to love. There's not a shortcut to six-pack abs. There's not a shortcut to any of it. Just Mm -hmm. suck it up. Go the hard route, do the work properly, educate yourself, read more, move around more, smile more. You'll be okay. Love it, love it, love it, love it. It's so true. Do the work. I'm going to start saying that to myself, even though I do the work. But sometimes as a human being, you know, we fall into mm-hmm. our own little ditches. You know, and you say, oh, you know what, I'm tired. I'm going to feel like this. And then you say, you know what, I do the work. I like that. I like that. Definitely a positive affirmation to keep and live by and press yourself forward because it is about the work. Nothing comes without the work. Love it. Love it. Brenda, you have been a delight. I hope you had a good time here at Empowering for All. Uh, I know I have. Um, My audience, my switchboard is lit up, and I know after the show, a lot of times people continue to email me and, you know, send me direct messages. On the last note before you go, what positive notes would you like to give to the audience today? Um, now I'm going to leave you with this. No matter where you're at right now in life, no matter what you're doing, what your state of mind is, what your, your circumstance is, keep going. It can change in an instant. It doesn't take – everyone thinks it takes 10 years. It doesn't. It takes – all it takes is your brain, your, your mind shifting in, in making a decision. All it takes is one opportunity, one good quality person, one. Like you don't have to don't, – don't despair. I know it's, it's hard sometimes. I know life's going to throw all kinds of crazy stuff at you. You know, as a father, someone who's been through custody battles, I had one of my – you know, my ex-wife kidnapped my son for three months. Like I've been through it. I've seen it. I've been dumped. I've been heartbroken. I've been broke. I released my book. Like when my book came out. I had to have my editor buy me groceries because that's how broke I was. I had no food. I spent all my money on, on the last of you know publishing my book and promoting it. Um, it, it, can, it can change very quickly, okay? Because that story I just said right now, that was two years ago today. Two years ago today, my editor had to deliver groceries to my house because I didn't have the means to feed myself. So it can change fast, but you will never get to that point where, where you get to see that change if you give up too early. So just keep going, keep pushing, keep educating yourself. Yes, 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 yes. I applaud you for that statement. Because like you said, you know, I'm a testimony as well coming out of some things and too. I tell people all the time, you see me now in my harvest season, but you were nowhere around when I was in my hell season. I'm not talking mm-hmm. about the weather either. So yeah, I can right. definitely relate to your testimony and it's a powerful thing. Brendan, can I ask you in the future if you will come back? And do the honorable like you did tonight and stop back by and chat with us here at all. Will you do that? Absolutely. I had a blast. Thank you for having me tonight. I really enjoyed myself. And, uh, again, you know, if your audience wants to reach out to me, have any questions or whatever, I'd love for you guys to start participating. I'm doing something called Still Breathing Sunday. It's a it's hashtag mm-hmm. Still Breathing Sunday every Sunday. I just want you tweeting out what you survived that week, what you overcame, what you what you accomplished, whatever. It's Hashtag still breathing Sunday. If I see you tweet that out, I'll retweet it. Um, you know, we're just trying to build a community of people who understand they're not alone in this uh, this fight. Wonderful. Now, is that all day Sunday, or you just do it at a certain yeah, time? Yeah, all day. No, nope. all day. All day. All day Sunday. Still breathing Sunday, man. You wake up Sunday morning, you're still alive, and you you had a hell of a week. Uh, the week before, you got dumped. You're you know you had someone pass away. You lost your job. Whatever. Tweet me. Wonderful. Hey, you'll see me on there. I'm gonna tweet too. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much for having me tonight. I appreciate it. Thank you, Brendan. I'm going to say goodbye to my guest, ladies and gentlemen. Brendan, have a wonderful and blessed night and a prosperous week, and we'll talk again soon. Thank you again Absolutely. so much. Absolutely. Thank you.
Bye. Good night. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been tuned in listening to my wonderful guest, Brendan Gilly, author, life coach, man speaker, father, personal trainer, certified with the National Academy of Sports Medicine. His book titled Still Breathing, The Wisdom and Teachings of a Perfectly Flawed Man. And can I tell you, tonight is what he did. He kept it 100, and he brought it real, right here on Empowerment for All. And can I tell you, he is a blessing and such a joy. I'm going to go to a break. I'm going to come back, tell you about a few things here in Empowerment for All, and then I'll say goodnight.
Welcome back. You've been tuned in tonight, Sunday, October 25th, 2000 Evangelist Yolanda McTeer's radio show, Empowering for All. Tonight, empowering is what I brought to you. My wonderful and fabulous guest, life coach, speaker, author, father, personal trainer, Brendan Dilley. For those of you who may just be tuning in and you miss Brendan, no worries. All of my shows, once I air them, can be continuously heard. Visit my website, www.ymcteerpowermentthenumber4all.com. Once again, you can hear all my former and tonight's guests via iTunes, at my website, www.ymct, as in tango, I-E-R, empowerment, the number four, all.com. Continuously follow me on Twitter, at capital Y, capital M, lowercase c, capital T-E-R. Facebook, Evangelist Yolanda McTeer. Instagram, Evangelist why mixed here? For me, my strongest social media that I love and really into and gives me the greatest love is Twitter. I don't really interact a lot on Instagram at all. Very limited on Facebook. But Twitter is where you can find me. Keep abreast. Be in touch with who's stopping by here on my radio show. I've been airing now for two years, and I can tell you it has been two years of wonderful bliss, exciting guests, and a great deposit into many lives. I look forward to continuously bringing you more shows. This show, don't miss it. I never, ever close my show without prayer. Prayer changes everything. And as you heard my guest say tonight, do the work. If you want the success, you want the happiness, you want the commitment, you want the blossoming love relationship, you want the great body, you want the good health, you want the finances to grow, do the work. What I do, what my guests do, none of us were spared for doing the work. You must work to gain without it. Don't be upset. Don't be angry when you see the success on others. But say to yourself, let me get an alignment to do what they did to get their success, which is do the work. Thank you so much, Brendan, for saying that. And like I told you, I'm going to use that as a continual affirmation. Do the work. Closing tonight's show, I'll be reading Psalms 23, verse 1 through 6. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. To lie down in green pastures, he leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Once again, that was Psalms 23, verse 1 through 6. My ultimate wish is that all of you be successful in your own way. Find within yourself your passion. Find what you desire, that you love. Not what someone else loves, what you love. Because your passion at what you love is what will drive you to do the work to be successful. It's like a chain of unbroken events. And do what you do well. Never concern your mind with what someone else is not doing, even if they're in your same arena. Concern yourself with what you give, 
output equals input. What you put out is what you get in return. All of you, a prosperous, healthy, blessed, and wonderful week. It's been a joy, an honor, and an uplifting of happiness to bring my show to you tonight. Stay tuned. There are many more great people going to stop by here at Empowerment for All. Sundays is my airing night. But many a times I don't air on Sundays because I have to collaborate with my guests availability. So by all means, if you don't hear me airing on a Sunday, doesn't mean I'm not here. That's why it's important to follow me on Twitter to see what day I'll be airing. But nevertheless, you can always hear my shows after they air. On my website or at blogtalkradio.com slash why McTeer Empowerment, the number for all, iTunes, Blueberry, TuneIn Radio, and many other podcasts. I never, ever say goodbye, but I always say until the next time to you. And good night. Spirit of Marilyn calling me audibly, bawling she said that she would never leave, continue to torture me, telling me to come with her, underneath my comforter, and she brought a gun with her, pills and some rum with her, took me on the balcony, telling me to jump with her, yeah I'm in the ghost but I ain't doing stunts with her, I ain't trying to be that, haters want to see that, but I got him aggy, cause I win the gold like Gabby. She's just a girl and she's on fire. Checking me. This girl is on fire.